0: Welcome to the Business Miracles podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you've joined me. Listen in and get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life. A Business Miracle. This is A Course in Business Miracles episode number 120, Inside Highly Sensitive Leadership with naturopathic Dr. Shandy Lopes. Welcome to this special series of the Business Miracles podcast, Inside Highly Sensitive Leadership, where you'll be hearing real stories from real highly sensitives creating real success. In today's episode, I'm thrilled to spend some time talking to Business Miracles community member... Dr. Shandy Lopes. I always appreciate the opportunity to connect and talk with Shandy. A little bit about Shandy. Before she joined the highly sensitive leadership training program for entrepreneurs, Shandy was tied into a non aligned business partnership and afraid to truly express herself in her business. Now, through the work she's done in the leadership training program, she has newfound confidence in herself, allowing her to create clarity on what she really wants for her new business, including opening her own clinic, hiring an aligned team, and making more money, all without going into the highly sensitive coping mechanism of pushing or burning out. Born and raised on the island of Maui, Hawaii, Dr. Shandy Lopes has made it her life's work to bring quality and comprehensive natural health care to her community, combining integrity, compassion, and a vast medical background in both traditional and evidence-based medicine to provide dependable and accurate health care with a patient-centered approach to everyone she serves. Dr. Lopes graduated from the prestigious Bastyr University in Seattle, Washington, with a degree in naturopathic medicine and specializes in bioidentical hormone replacement, hormone balancing, IV nutrient therapy, and IASIS microcurrent neurofeedback. Shandy is whip smart, deeply intuitive, and is one of the most dedicated doctors I've ever met.
1: Jandy, welcome to the Business Miracles podcast and Inside Highly Sensitive Leadership Series. I am so looking forward to sharing this conversation with you today. Welcome.
2: Hi, Heather. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) So glad that you are here. There's so much that I feel like you and I have the opportunity to talk about. I think the first thing that comes to mind is you know you and i have known each other for a while now you've been a part of the business miracles community and the highly sensitive leadership training programs and there's just been such a beautiful transition and evolution in your growth as a highly sensitive leader i'm just curious if there is anything that comes to mind for you when you think about like where you were when you and I first connected to where you are now, if there's maybe one thing that stands out to you that's really a marked difference. Is there anything that comes to mind?
2: Well, there's kind of a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Perhaps maybe the most, I guess maybe the biggest one would be, you know, before I connected with you, I was pretty much just kind of lost afloat in trying to start a practice and just doing kind of what, whatever other people thought. And now I actually have my own practice. I yeah. Just, like, yes. Practice, like, my own. <laughs> my gosh. Yes. You
1: really, really do. And um, I would really have to say, I agree with you. You know, I, I just, when I think of, the first days of connecting with Shandy, what comes to mind for me are the in-person training retreats when we had in-person training retreats before the pandemic. And there was just always, um, you know, a, a great sense of like bottled up emotion for you. And now it's so beautiful to see you really coming into your own and having that practice that is yours and is thriving, but also who you are now as a woman, a practitioner, as a leader, and recognizing we're still in growth because we always are, right? But just that real sense of coming more into your own. So along those lines, I would just love To hear, you know, what is it that you're really enjoying about your your work right now?
2: I feel very free in a different way, and I guess I I just feel like I have more control over what I choose in my life, and as a result, it's just everything so much more clear to me, like what I want, and so I want to have fun in my work, whereas before. It just was a lot more drudgery and fear about where the next, you know, the next, <laughs> the next patient was gonna come from and how I was gonna have the next month was gonna line up. And now it's more like this fun focus where I can explore these different either treatment ideas or trainings, and I can do that, and then I can bring that into my work and it's just fun to see like that people respond mm-hmm. uh, because I don't think I really thought people were interested in what or how I saw health and medicine and naturopathy. Mm. Mm. Oh my gosh.
1: Wow. I have chills because you just nailed into, I think three powerful words for so many highly sensitives. Freedom, fun, and focus. And the ultimate experience for us as highly sensitives is is to have that sense of freedom and that we can actually have fun doing the work that we feel called to do and in the way that we feel called to do it. And also focus, right? Because that's the opposite of that biggest, highly sensitive shadow, overwhelm. So I would love if maybe you could give an example, like, can you bring me, can you bring listeners into like one of those moments where you get to share your views on medicine and a patient or people are responding to it. I would like love to like
2: be inside that with you. Sure. I think how I won't give you like like a specific example because it's not quite coming to mind right now. But what I've noticed is that I really enjoy my (laughs) patients. and they're fun and we have like a real human interaction. And so what I notice is that they'll want my opinion about things and about health. And I don't I don't really tell them what to do. I mean I do try to strongly recommend things, but I try to encourage them along the path that they want because because ultimately and this might sound strange, but I think most highly sensitive will understand that it's like interesting to me how some things work for someone and some things don't work for someone, but it's like the same thing and for the same purpose. Yes. But then it's like at some deeper spiritual, emotional, or mental level. There's mm-hmm. something that's not working for one person where it is for the other person. And so I guess I keep that in mind. When I'm working with people. And so I try to let them choose that so then they can choose their own health. And that way, when we're like figuring out what needs to happen for them, it's really organic and then they're engaged and then they want that as well. Which also helps keep me out of like over responsibility and just perfectionism or or control but yeah, it allows a lot of detail
1: yes oh my gosh it's beautiful I love this so much one because I almost feel like you're describing me and the way that I work so I <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> right yeah so it's, I love that because it's you know not because it's the way that I work that's not why I love it I love it because it's a description of when we are in our highly sensitive strengths. And you just so beautifully, you know, named that highly sensitive strength of creativity. I also hear you speaking to the strengths of intuition and empathy, right? And really having those in play so that though what you're doing with every patient falls under the umbrella, you know, of your naturopathic practice, but there's an individualization with each, you know, each patient and, and that empathy and that intuition allows for each patient and for myself, each client or, or member to be a participant, you know, in their healing and in their process. And of course, that's going to create more success now, you also spoke to the shadows, two shadows in particular, of over and perfectionism. And I know you and I have had various conversations in regards to that shadow of over-responsibility. Maybe I'm wondering if you'd be able to talk to what has helped you in understanding that you know, it's still a process, as it always is for all of us. But what has helped you up to this point to be able to shift from that shadow of over-responsibility, right? where as highly sensitives, because we can feel or intuit what somebody else is thinking, what they're feeling, we then take on a sense that we're responsible to fix it for that person. So how have you been able to shift from that over-responsibility more into the beautiful description you've given of empathy and intuition?
2: Well, there's a few different ways. I guess I I want to say too first would be that I think what's helped is really accepting uh, myself and my highly sensitive traits and personality and, and strengths because that's really helped me to do that interaction that I described with patients in my practice, because generally I think medicine is extremely formulaic now or mechanistic and has lost kind of some of the beauty of like the older docs who knew a lot and they could, they use their intuition and they also use their scientific methodical mind at the same time and so i think in going through school that unique piece of like using your intuition and intermeshed with your skill is not something that was really taught per se yeah so then using those skills and actually just really accepting and appreciating those skills and strengths and seeing them as strengths as really i think a big part of it was being part of community and being reinforced like it's reinforced yes um, even though that even though my profession is different ultimately it wasn't about how to be a naturopathic doctor it was how to be a person who's highly sensitive and what that looks like for me and how that shows up for me yes Yeah. so I think I strayed a little bit from the question.
1: (laughs) I would say yes and no, but really more, you haven't strayed because what you're speaking to from what I'm hearing is, you know, the permission, right? It's a, it's a process of self permission to, to bring those highly sensitive strengths that we do have into especially a field that you know is more uh, scientific, methodic, and be able to then really have that balance of being able to utilize both, you know, more of your medical training, but then also who you are as a highly sensitive. And I heard you speak to the, you know the power of the community. And, you know, sharing the journey with other highly sensitives in the Highly Sensitive Leadership Training Program, the Business Miracles community to help give you that permission, because it is consistently reinforced. So then the dot connection I'm going to make, just back to the original question, is that's what supports you in being able to stay out of over-responsibility, by actually having permission to utilize your strengths and that this is a value, then you don't have to default to that shadow
2: behavior of over responsibility. Would I be on track to say that? Yes. And then that reminded me it's because of that. I mean, the community support, but also, you know, like your support and the coach team support, and then the tools like really time management. But then I find that it's only as I've grown through the training of highly sensitive leadership that I've been okay with actually accepting also time, my time on, my time off, and time in. And realizing because I'm highly sensitive, I need I need time off. <laughs> yes, yes when I don't, I'm a basket case and it's awful, but it's all, I realized and accepted that. And that's right. That even yeah. when people look at me weird, when I tell them I only work like these certain days and they're like, what?
1: Right. You know?
2: Yes. And I almost feel like I have to make an excuse about it, but you know, less and less. And less Awesome. Bad. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm so glad that you brought that
1: teaching up the time off, time on, and in what I'll say briefly for listeners who are, you know, new to, to the work that I do is that is a structure. It's a frame that helps each highly sensitive access their own circadian rhythm, but also, you know, as you so beautifully just said, Shandy, what it also does is Going back to that self permission helps us as highly sensitive to recognize that we do need a different schedule than someone who's not highly sensitive. And that by giving ourselves that permission to have a different schedule, the irony is that we're then actually more productive. So though our schedule might look different or from somebody on the outside, like you just said, who's like, what, what is, what are you doing? You work when, but what they don't understand, and it's not our job to have to explain it to them or educate them is that we're actually just arranging you know, a schedule so that we can be of more service, we can be more productive. It actually works better for us to understand what our off on and in is. And so then I'm curious though, what do you see as the connection there to the over-responsibility? Like if we're setting up our schedule, so it works best for us, for you and your, in your particular personal situation, of
2: course, how does that then help you stay out of over-responsibility? At first, I noticed even if I was off, like on weekends, I would still feel like, oh, I have to do something or, oh, I have to respond to something. Ah, Yes. And And then I started realizing this. So what helped with that realization of over-responsibility was I just let people know, Hey, these are our office hours. Yes. <laughs> this is when we'll get back to you. And then the other thing was I stopped scheduling myself because I kept over-scheduling myself because when people reached out, I felt like I had to, you know, get back to them right away and put them in the schedule and make them fit. And um, so I, I agreed to not schedule myself. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Beautiful. Yes. That is really such a good point. And so, you know, so brilliantly noted is that sense of over-responsibility, which I know other highly sensitive who are listening can relate to that sense of guilt that comes up, right? Like if we're not available all the time, if we're not available, right? When someone says that they need us if we're not matching our schedule to the other 80%, the non highly sensitives, when we, meanwhile, what that does, the, the shadow of over responsibility really sets you up for burnout and it sets you up for a real energy drain. So then you feel like, you know, like then life becomes exhausting right? Work and life become exhausting and you can't be of service from that position. And I also really appreciate that you spoke to bringing in support, right? Like you've already mentioned the community, you've mentioned myself as a mentor, the coach team, but also a team member to schedule you. So to help you not default into that shadow of over-responsibility. Brilliant. Beautiful. Let's talk about that just for a quick moment, because I know an issue that a lot of highly sensitives have is allowing in support. You know, there's a sense that they should be able to do it all themselves, but really what that comes from is our shadow over protection and not wanting people to see quote unquote, how different we are which often for many highly sensitives equates to like what a mess we are. So what helped you
2: allow in support? It was probably more of a process of... Um, yes. Because I think also, I used to think I was a combo platter, but I realized I'm actually more of a pusher. Yes. And that I thought I was a combo platter because of circumstances and, and probably shame but ultimately I'm really a pusher. So then through the course of actually realizing my behaviors and then realizing my strengths and also realizing what it is that I want. And then also realizing, you know, I don't want to burn out. I really realized I don't want to burn out because I kind of come, come to a moment of, Hey, I'm a pusher. And then, okay, this is the cycle of pushing (laughs) and it, you know, just me right now. So I don't have the luxury of just being able to push other things to other people. Right. So then it was through that. And also, I think having conversations with you both online and or on the forum and in, over Zoom about what it is that I want in that regards to support and help. So that's still a process. But I think it's, like, probably that practice of being open and vulnerable, but clear. Mm -hmm. So I think doing that here with you and on the forum just helps me to be able to take what it is that I want. It's like a delicate egg. I can, I can, I can, like, nest it here and then I can take it into the world where there's less protection necessarily, but it's still okay. You know, it's hardened enough
1: to survive. Oh my gosh, I love this metaphor. I've never thought about it that way. That says it so well, like the work that we do in the community, right? It is kind of like a safe little nest place. But one of the things that I'm always saying is that we do the work in here, right? Within the safety of a community of highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders. So we can go do the work out there. But I love that image of the egg. And it does, it kind of gets like a little bit going from like a soft boil to a hard boil. (laughs) So you can take that out into the world. That's really, yeah, so so well said for anyone who might just be listening to this podcast as a first podcast within the the Business Miracles podcast and Highly Sensitive Leadership. Let me just quickly say that when Shandy's referencing the combo platter, she's talking about the highly sensitive coping mechanisms. And you can definitely find another podcast episode that will talk about the coping mechanisms and the coping cycle that Shandy referred to. But I think that's a really, really beautiful way of of describing that process and and being able to make that shift. Again, so appreciate the way that you said that. Another thing that I know about you, Shandy, when it comes to that burnout, and I don't know, maybe you have or haven't thought about this, you can tell me, but I know that the service to your patients is so important to you. And I feel like I saw in you a moment where you recognize that if you stayed in that pushing coping mechanism, not only would you burn out, but as part of that, then you actually wouldn't be available to your patients. And I I sense that that was part of what's helped you and will continue to help you in shifting out of that responsibility. I don't know, does that resonate for
2: you at all? Yeah. And I think how I'm hearing what you're saying is that kind of it was like this realization of how much I need to show up in my day and that if I'm not fully 100% there because I'm burnt out or tired or just mentally fried, then things go awry. Mm-hmm. And it's way more stressful to have to deal with that than it is to just lay the foundation that supports me to just show up the first time. That's um, right. 100%. Yeah. I see that a lot too, I guess in my industry. And I think too, I would say it allows me to show up for like my family and Mm. my friends. And it allows me to have like a personal life without having been in this program. I would have, Continued thinking that I would have my whole life would have to be my work and my business. Yeah, but that's really true at all. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, have a life. <laughs>
1: yes, yes, absolutely. That really is great. And uh, I really appreciate the way that you spoke to that because, you know, what I see for a lot of untrained, highly sensitives is they. There's this misconception. They just keep going through the cycle, keep going through the coping cycle. Like one day they'll cycle your themselves out of it, but it just doesn't work that way. It just continues. But what you're describing is the change and the shift and behavior It's beautiful. And now, yes, life and service and balance and back to that freedom and fun and focus. It's beautiful. So along those lines, what's next for you, Shandy? Do you have something in your vision on the horizon?
2: Well, right now I'm just really focusing on getting my business into a place where it is very sustainable long-term, meaning having like systems and processes in place, maybe being able to bring someone else on board in the future. And then um, I'm always... researching and looking at new treatment protocols. So that's always in the works. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yes. How cool is that? Let's just take a moment to like, from not knowing where the next client would come from to now being in a position of expansion, bringing on additional team, really being able to incorporate new treatments and practices. That's pretty cool. Pretty great. (laughs) Yeah. Amazing. And to have a life of family and friends. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am always just so honored to share the highly sensitive leadership journey with you. And I'm just grateful for this conversation today as part of it. So thank you so much for allowing us into your world as a highly sensitive leader. Thank you. Thanks, Heather. Beautiful. And thanks for listening.
0: Until next time. Thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.